simply living simple and being intentional about decisions that you're making, things that you're putting on and in your body. Scared to learn about it because no, don't be scared. Those bath and body works. Those bath and body works candles are literally everything. I actually recently gave up coffee. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's been amazing. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma, here with our 15th episode of Before, Before We Make, Make It. it. Woo! And today we are here with Gabrielle Bonner. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Gabrielle. We're so excited. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? And yeah, we're talking all about natural non-toxic living today. So that'll make sense in a second. Yes. Okay. So I am an Aggie graduate. I graduated in summer of 2019. I live locally with my husband and my dog. I have been married almost two years and I work full-time from home selling Young Living, which is essential oils and non-toxic products. So this is perfect. That is amazing. And your Instagram is amazing. I literally follow it. I look at your stories every single day because they're so cute. So So sweet. Gabrielle's very inspiring but we're so happy to have you and we're gonna just get into our first segment so this is truly obsessed just a brief explanation it's where we discuss anything that we've been loving lately so music food trends tv shows all that good stuff so you can just go ahead and take it away okay so my two things are very different number one is my nintendo switch (laughs) (laughs) no i love it last night my husband and i went to walmart at like 10 p.m to go get super mario bros and i am already three worlds in which is kind of sad considering my other obsession is babies so very different things yeah (laughs) so So cute babies are just so cute and squishy and all my friends right now have them and i feel like i'm ready for them but then i'm like i'm spending my nights playing my nintendo switch so who knows like babies are trending right now like i want to have on that is so funny i mean we were talking about how literally every influencer is pregnant Mm -hmm. or you know just gave birth and it's insane so yes agreed totally understand but nintendo which is very fun super mario bros like the best option that you can really? go with so i support it i'm a mario Kart girl i love it i get oh, super yeah. competitive that one's so fun <laughs> yes i've really been into justin bieber's new album it's so good i haven't listened to all the songs yet but i don't know like i love that all of the songs are just so like positive upbeat and obviously like he's professing his love for his wife and it's just so sweet and i love it um and then the other thing i've been really into is actually just like random fruity drinks so for example like last episode Episode, I talked about pineapple matcha. This episode is the guava passion fruit. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I got it sweetened and the coconut milk taste just like waters down the intense fruit flavor. So it's like the perfect amount of tar and slightly like Starbucks drink-esque, you know, with the sweet flavoring. So I've been loving those things. Dasam is going full blast into the fruity drinks lately and it's been inspiring me because I never get anything like that. I'm like coffee and she's like, I'll have the passion fruit and pineapple. (laughs) No, I love it. Um, So for me, I've actually been back into folklore because I mean, when am I not obsessed with folklore? It's the best album ever, but I've just been listening to it all over again recently and it's been so amazing. And the second thing is just letting myself sleep more. I've just been really into like prioritizing sleep, even Mm -hmm. if it means sleeping in a little bit and going to sleep later. (laughs) 
but I just really uh, need that rest and I feel like we all do so that's been super important and then the last thing is hot tea specifically honey chamomile lemon green tea which is mouthful but I've been loving that and yeah no it's a lot but so cheap I get like the Lipton box for like three bucks or something and it's just been really nice at night to just have like hot tea just like all overall very calming favorites so yeah that's been my thing just like trying to use things that are going to make me feel more at peace towards like the evening and stuff oh my god this is perfect segue into into everything yeah (laughs) so guys it's all about lifestyle and specifically sustainable just well-being products but what do y'all currently do for your well-being whether it's physical mental or anything else so in this season of life i don't work out at all which is really (laughs) sad i need to get back at it girl so in place of that i just try to do some things like take vitamins every day my supplements drink a ton of water, get a lot of sleep. And I actually drink uh, my wellness drink, which is Ningxia. So in place of like vegetables, because I'm not a big veggie gal, I love my Ningxia drink. It is an all natural antioxidant drink, gives you natural energy. It also supplies my body with tons of nutrients and superfruits. So that's been really good for me. I'm just trying to do some things to be proactive in my health rather than reactive in the future. Mm -hmm. And I have a quick question for you. Like, I've I've seen you post about the, how do you spell it? Or pronounce it Ningxia? Okay, it looks, the bottle is beautiful. I was like, is that wine? Like I couldn't tell. Do you find that those things actually really do make a difference? Or do you think it's sort of like the- um, Placebo effect? The placebo effect, yeah. Oh no, no, this is real. I drink it every day. I noticed whenever they ran out out of stock and I went to Houston over Christmas break I didn't have any and my body could really tell it's one of those things that whenever I drink it every day I may not notice the difference Mm -hmm. but looking back 30 days later after drinking it consistently I if I take it out of my diet I can feel it I feel that I'm tired I feel that I see that my skin isn't as clear I feel that I'm not as healthy and vibrant as I normally would when I am drinking it And I've actually always been curious about like supplements in general because whenever they are, you know, supplementing something, so like just like the consumption of a certain amount of vegetables every day, like how does that compare to the effects of like actually just intaking the raw ingredients themselves? That's a good question. So I'm definitely not saying don't eat your veggies instead (laughs) drink Ningxia because you still for sure should. However, in my diet, I eat like a 12 year old kid because I cannot eat veggies that well. I do this, but I would for sure say eat the whole organic foods as well as the supplements. Okay. I love that. How did you know like what supplements you needed to start taking? Mm -hmm. Did you like go to a doctor first or did you just um, read a bunch of stuff on the internet or from other lifestyle bloggers and kind of like go from there? I actually never went to get tested for anything. These were just things that I took my body and took, oh, I was feeling groggy or I was feeling this. I was having these digestive issues and then doing a lot of research. Also, the group of women that I'm with all the time, they're very um, resourceful. So they would tell me what their daily routine was. And then I would slowly implement a couple of those things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go all out. Just start with a couple of things and then over a couple of years, look back and say, okay, I think maybe now I need a little bit more of this. Mm -hmm. Or maybe look at your diet and say, okay, I know I'm not getting enough of zinc. So I need to get that as a supplement. 
I love the gradual like implementation of these like lacking, I don't know, like uh, nutrients, nutrients or vitamins, etc. Because I also think a lot of people's energy like spikes in and out and they have no idea why and it might be because they lack iron or you know like they feel faint because of whatever but I personally feel unqualified to even <laughs> like, like no pinpoint mm-hmm. you know the cause and then say like oh I should increase mm-hmm. this intake so I think it's really great that you're taking it from a unintimidating mm-hmm. standpoint mm-hmm. and as far as like current lifestyle I would say I don't exercise either <laughs> and it's really bad but I want to I really do and I think I mean people say like absolutely for example, like 70% diet, like 30% exercise Mm -hmm. or something like that. Diet is maybe where I should start if it's an easier and less intimidating route for me, like instead of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm right there with you because we live together. So we do eat a lot of the same things. We (laughs) love mac and cheese. We love chicken nuggets. We do try to eat some healthy stuff here and there, like Brussels sprouts and salmon. Yeah, salmon. That's obviously a good one. We just did a hot chip uh, mukbang on her YouTube channel. (laughs) So we literally just ate a bunch of hot chips. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of where I'm at personally. Um, I do try to exercise when I can. I go for runs, but that's just about it. Um, But I do want to start implementing like supplements into my, not like diet, but just like into my lifestyle. For example, I know that iron is something that I've needed in the past because I uh, am anemic. So that's like obviously something that doctors have recommended. But yeah, I definitely want to like hear more about the specific supplements that you take and recommend for anyone who is dealing with those spikes in energy throughout the day because do you drink coffee i do but it's a new and recent thing okay. i've always hated coffee recently i drink coffee maybe three times a week okay but it's only like half a glass or half a cup it's not a bunch throughout the day yeah. mm-hmm. i actually recently gave up coffee yeah, yeah. Been, it's been amazing yeah, yeah i gave up coffee like last november and it was really good for me because i genuinely get so jittery and like anxious or it dehydrates me mm-hmm. or it just makes me feel like too reliant on it to the point where i I feel sluggish and I feel like it's a mental thing more than a physical like actual like caffeine drain thing so after the withdrawal period like I was totally fine mm-hmm. and I'm actually really grateful for that the other thing I find interesting is like mental well-being because I think lighting a candle or something like it's more so for my relaxation than anything physical that's actually happening or entering my body so I'm really curious to see how essential oils work because that's like don't know anything guys mm-hmm. Yeah, so good question. So if you do rely on candles, like I personally used to, I call myself a recovering candle addict (laughs) because I genuinely would burn a candle all day, every day. So I am right there with you. I have been there. It seems like it would be a hard thing to veer off of, but it's really not just knowing what are in candles and versus what you could be providing your body with instead is a really, really cool thing to learn about that I'll go with go into more later. I'm kind of scared to learn about it because No, like, don't be scared. Those bath moderate bath moderate candles are literally everything. I'm always having one burning. So super excited for you to tell us more about that in a second. You can kind of just describe like what exactly is a natural lifestyle? What does that look like day to day? Okay, so I would say that a natural lifestyle has a lot of definitions, but for me it is simply living simple and being intentional about decisions that you're making, things that you're putting on and in your body, making sure that they are clean, non-toxic, and then also just making sustainable choices for the earth, for yourself, for your kids in the future, and just uh, being completely aware of the things that you're doing and using. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that, I just want to add on a lot of us are college students. How do you recommend going about implementing those more natural ways of living when it's always the more convenient thing to do to just get the regular Windex or to get a candle and like burn it instead of buying all these essential oils? Good question. So this is something that I talk about a lot on one of my Instagrams. So I'll just do a little snippet. So I always train college students to just make priorities. So for example, essential oils up front are going to be more expensive than a candle, but they're going to last a lot longer. And then once you know the benefits they have on your body, there's really no option. You know, okay, I'm spending a couple dollars more up front. It's going to last me longer and it's going to help me in my health journey way better than a candle would be. Mm -hmm. Like essential oils seem to be something that is a lot more about mental well-being than physical well-being necessarily. Because for me, like when I think of physical, it's more like exercise, diet, and then mental relaxation. But then essential oils, like is it the aroma? Like is it the actual like chemicals in it? Like what is it that creates that ease of anxiety in, in a very like natural but also effective manner? So there's some really deep science that goes into this and why essential oils work to help regulate our mood and our the way we feel. When we smell certain smells, our mind associates those with good or bad things. Mm. And with essential oils, whenever you smell them or put them on your body, within a minute, they are in your bloodstream and in your brain. They can cause all of these really incredible effects that we can't see and maybe you don't feel them right away, but they're happening. Wow. Yeah, like lavender, for example, like that's an instant mm -hmm. just relaxation oil for sure. And then peppermint, that's more for like nausea, right? Yes, okay. I love peppermint for nausea. It's also really good for headaches and a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So you were saying that think of essential oils being used for mental well-being. It's also for physical well-being. If you're sore, mm -hmm. if you're having pain or ache, there's essential oils for that. We like to say there's an essential oil for that. There's essential oil for everything. I don't know about y'all, but Bath & Body Works, like stress release, like before oh, you go to bed spray, the eucalyptus one, that was everything. And the eucalyptus hand sanitizer, like for some reason in high school, I was going through like this crisis of like, I'm stressed all the time. <laughs> and so I bought, I bought all the eucalyptus lines, but I have heard that Bath & Body Works isn't the most natural it's not the most organic or you know just like the best <laughs> gabrielle's like heck no because oh it says, like, what would it you says say? with real essential oil so i'm like this is healthy it's good yeah it's a scam but we'll get into okay. that I'm, I'm very excited to hear about that okay awesome so on the topic of lifestyle materialism versus minimalism i feel like especially as women who are obviously interested in fashion beauty etc growing up we had all of these fashion beauty gurus emerge on YouTube or just on any other influencer platform that encourage us to find joy in a lot of materialistic things. And we really want to talk about how to obviously enjoy the products that we have and invest in ones that are the best for us, but also not necessarily need materialistic things to satisfy us. And we were actually just talking about this last night because we were looking at different bags online and we had this whole conversation, expensive bags, expensive bags like Birkin bags. Mm -hmm. And we were having this whole conversation about like, what does it actually mean to own something like this? What is the purpose of buying these super nice, fancy perfumes that are way above budget? Like, how are we going to manage when we get into the real world and not be so influenced by this need for status through materialistic things? And so growing up, did you find that you were easily swayed by these like gurus these especially youtubers because obviously instagram didn't come into play until later in life but for a long time in all of our childhood i'm sure 
we watch those YouTubers who are always doing like Christmas hauls and makeup tutorials using the most expensive makeup palettes. Did you ever sort of like have that period of life where that was all you were about? I actually will say no, but I am from a really, really small town. So I would say my, <laughs> my source of influence were like the high school seniors who, for example, Miss Me Jeans. Do y'all remember those? Yes, yes. Oh completely. my goodness. I remember I would see the older cheerleaders wearing them all the time. I thought I had to have them or Birkenstock. I didn't even like Birkenstocks. I thought they were hideous, but because the older, <laughs> more popular girls were wearing them, I thought, oh my gosh, I need that. Yeah, I'm so glad you actually brought that up and that maybe like you bring a different perspective into the conversation because for us, we watched those YouTube videos and for other people, it was all about the Miss Me jeans, the nice yeah, boots that people, people wore to football Fridays. Yes, for sure. So I love that you said that. And was there a sort of time, especially like now that you've been doing your Instagram for about a few years, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so when was it that you sort of shifted to this more minimalist lifestyle? I noticed that you um, sell a lot of your clothes once you're like done with them. Like you don't, it seems like you don't really like to gather all of that clutter. Right. So I would say for me specifically, it's hard in general for me to find things that I love and that fit really well because I'm 5'2 on a good day and petite. So Same. once I find products that I love or a piece of clothing that I love, I'm willing to invest in something more expensive to have it for longer rather Rather than going to Forever 21 and stocking up on a bunch of pieces that I'll maybe wear once or twice that I don't actually love and that isn't very good quality, I'll invest in pieces that I know I'll love for a longer period of time. And then yes, whenever I am tired of it, once I put it on and I don't feel, wow, I look really good today, it's gone. It's out of my closet. Yeah. I never hold on to something with the intention of or with the thought of, oh my gosh, I might need this one day though I used to be like that. That's actually such a healthy mindset. That's my whole issue with minimalism and frugality because I do think it requires investing in higher quality pieces. And sometimes that could be like not budget friendly. I was hearing about how minimalism is actually a luxury for people in first world countries because if you don't want to buy textbooks and pens and papers and notebooks, then you could just buy an iPad. But the thing is, it's way more expensive Yes, it's a lot less clutter. Yes, and it could do a lot of things in one and it's kind of like a one size fits all solution to your study needs, but it requires like a lot of maintenance in that respect. So I think it's like a healthy balance of you don't need the highest quality thing. You don't need to get rid of all your perfumes to buy like the most expensive perfume on the market, but you can find a refrain it where if it's not bringing, bringing you joy, like you said, get rid of it and invest in things that will last longer rather than just like go with the trends or be seasonal. Yeah, I think that's an amazing point. And also just a random question. Do you have like, what did you do with all of the t-shirts that you gathered throughout <laughs> high school and college? Because we all have those. <laughs> yes, we all have those. So I actually, I will say I wasn't the girl who had like 50 of them. I maybe had 10 just because personally, when I wear a t-shirt, an oversized t-shirt, I don't feel beautiful. I feel like, oh, I should be on my couch. And I know some people look really good in a t-shirt. I personally don't. So it's really easy for me to just donate all of those. Mm -hmm. I feel so inspired right now to just get rid of the things that I literally never wear. But I had that same mindset as like you said that you used to have where, oh, I might need this one day. This might look good one day. My body might change and it'll work. But it never does. So just right. a little encouragement. Go clean out your closets. Get rid of the things that don't fully bring you joy. And that's what Marie Kondo talks about in her whole like minimalist. It's like a book 
mm-hmm. but they also did like a documentary or not a documentary TV show, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. she talks about like getting the item and asking if it brings you joy. And I think that's so important to implement. Yeah. And if you do want to resell your clothes somewhere, I do recommend Poshmark. I've done that with like a lot of my clothes. It's great. And go to Goodwill or something like another Plato's store. closet. Exactly. If you're in College Station, that's great. And there are a lot of like even women's shelters that are in need of clothing, etc. So I think that's another great option. But the other thing is like minimalism with diet and pantry. Like, I'm just curious, like, do you implement that as well? Because I feel like Emma and I overload on snacks and so do we have like so much, a lot of people have like a lot of groceries like stocked up and it just makes them want to eat all the time or maybe just not pick up the healthiest options. So are you conscious about that as well in your lifestyle? I think there's different seasons where I'm more conscious than others. I will say in this specific season, we don't eat healthy, so we aren't very conscious of what's in our pantry. But whenever we are, we are just trying to gather organic whole foods, trying to get things, maybe meal planning for this day of the week, I'm going to eat this. So I only need these things. Something that I've found has been really helpful for that topic is doing HEB online, doing Mm -hmm. either curbside or delivery, because you can Pull up your Pinterest board, which I personally have a Pinterest board for like different days of the week, what I'm going to eat, different breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snacks. And then I can look at a recipe and then go to HEB online and one at a time add each thing that I need rather than going to the store. And if you're hungry in the store, you're just going to throw in all those snacks, those hot chips, those cookies. (laughs) Yeah, I do that all the time. So it's just been really helpful to, okay, sit down. I have this amount to spend. And you can see as you're adding things to your cart, your price is going up. And also know I only need these things. And then maybe add a couple of little fun things at the end. That's a really good recommendation. We love HEB curbside. And I'm definitely going to try using a Pinterest board for like inspiration for meal planning. But I had another question and it's about your actual space. So your living space, you live with your husband. Do you prioritize minimalism in that aspect? So like not having cluttered shelves, not having random decorative items that don't really bring you joy all over the place so most of our space is pretty well minimal Uh, (laughs) i would say our living room is very minimal we have just our furniture and a couple pieces of decor and some plants and then our diffusers of course i think we have three in the living room actually so that's not minimal but you you'll understand why eventually i would say no that our closets are not very minimal though because my husband. I blame my husband completely. It's not me. It's all him. He has all of these things for hunting. So whenever we move, hopefully soon, that will be something that we'll be able to say, okay, we are not taking these things with us. They need to go somewhere else. That's awesome. (laughs) That's great. Honestly, I feel like that's a great, like, relationship that y'all have there just being willing to tell the other person like you need to get rid of this and you need to <laughs> gotta go exactly <laughs> so okay as far as chemicals in our products like cleaning products beauty products etc do we even notice what chemicals that we're being exposed to every day personally i don't think i really do definitely like, not yeah my hair stylist told me that there's this ingredient in shampoo that's like really bad and dehydrates like a lot of different types of like hair types sorry and I didn't notice that so can you get into that as our expert of the episode yeah so this is kind of scary because we think that if things are sold at the store on the shelves that they're safe for us to use and rather maybe they're good for us to use because they're selling to us but that's really not the case unfortunately so for example there's this ingredient in most of our products called fragrance And fragrance is just a compound of thousands of chemicals that a company can put in this one word, fragrance. 
And since it's a trade secret, they don't have to disclose what's in fragrance. So fragrance can cause asthma, inflammation. It's an endocrine disruptor, which means ladies, it affects our hormones as well as men's. It can be a brain a neurotoxin, which means that it's a toxic to your brain, which is really scary because come on, like we're putting chemicals on our body and we know that they have these effects. They're also carcinogens, like they cause cancer. People know about this and there's research done about it, but because the FDA doesn't really regulate it, they're still allowed to sell it to us. Wow. So as far as like your, because I noticed that you use the Thieves products, right? What would you recommend? And you also make homemade products. What would you recommend for someone who is looking to gear towards those products? Like what is the first step that they should take in order to do that? Okay, good question. So there's actually this awesome app. It's not perfect, but it's a good starting point called Think Dirty which it's not at all what it sounds like. So what it is, is an app that you can go around to your house and scan different products in your house, beauty products, cleaning products, whatever it is, scan the barcode and it'll tell you on a scale of zero through 10, how clean or dirty it is. And then it'll also tell you which ingredients in it are harmful and why. So if it can cause infertility, it'll tell you that. So think dirty. Everyone needs that. A lot of people get intimidated by the idea that, oh, to live a more natural, non-toxic lifestyle, I need to change my whole life overnight. And that's so not true, especially in a town where most of us are college students. We have to be mindful of our budgets, unfortunately. <laughs> so maybe that means, oh, I'm almost out of my household cleaner. Once I run out of this, I'm going to switch to something more non-toxic and clean, which in my case, I would say Thieves. Thieves is an all-natural cleaner that can replace every product in your house. So you can buy that and replace every product in your house. And it's way more affordable. It's better for you. It's actually so safe that if you were to drink it, you would be totally fine. They just wow. say to drink water to dilute it, which is so different from what we're used to of if you drink this called poison control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so same as... If you run out of a beauty product, once I run out of this mascara, I'm going to switch to something more natural and good for me. So it doesn't have to be scary to think, oh, I'm going to blow all my money overnight to buy all of these products. Just start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can you give us any sort of examples of actual brands that have these more that are more natural? Because if someone couldn't get a hold of Thieves, because Thieves, is it available at like your local grocery store? It's like something you have to order online. Right. So it is something that you have to order online. You have to find someone that you want to buy Young Living through. Plug, if you want Young Living, come to me. But there are things on the app. So if you don't know about Thieves, for example, but you want a non-toxic cleaner, you would just type in the app household cleaner and then it'll list zero through 10. And then you can say, oh, I've seen that brand at Target. I actually don't specifically know of any at Target because for me, it's just easier to order everything from one place. But I know there are a couple here and there, maybe at like a natural grocery store that would have something more non-toxic. Okay, let me play devil's advocate here. I'm just really curious. What about people that want to switch over, but it's way more expensive? Like for instance, the drugstore products are way more affordable and it's like not a sustainable option for them. Like maybe they'll try like an organic option for their mascara, but then they can't keep buying it because it like adds up. This is a really good question. I think that this is where our priorities have to come into place. Number one, Some things will be more expensive up front, but like I said, for some products, they are going to pay off in the long run. They're going to last longer because they're more concentrated since they are more clean and more pure. You don't have to use as much to stretch it as far to to do a good job. For example, beauty products, yes, they are going to be more expensive up front, but 
I actually listened to you say this in another podcast <laughs> is your skin is one of the most sensitive areas on your body. And whatever you're putting on your face, your skin is absorbing 65% of everything that you put on your face. Oh, wow. And actually 100% of everything that you put on your armpits and in your lady parts. So whatever you're washing your clothes with your deodorant, those are things that you need to be more aware of. And you need to eventually maybe not in college, maybe you can't swing it now. No, in the future, once I can afford this, I am going to invest in my health and my well being because that's important to me. So it's almost like proactive skincare so that you don't have to invest in like all those expensive facials in the future. Like that's what I'm hearing kind of. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's It's very proactive. For sure. And can you kind of walk us through some of your favorite daily beauty products that are more natural? Because the skin thing is so huge. And I definitely agree. Like I just get whatever works for me. And I definitely don't look into the chemicals that are in it. So can you just like give us some examples of your favorite things, deodorant, face washes, foundation, all that good stuff? Like I said, most of the things that I buy are Young Living. So if you want more information on that, maybe just DM me. DM me, I'd love to point you in a direction of other brands that I've heard are good. But something that I do use that is not Young Living is my deodorant and it's primarily pure. It is an online company, so you can't buy it at the store, but it's non-toxic, clean. So deodorant is actually one of the hardest things that people find to switch over because you do have to go through a detox period. And again, it's just priorities saying, okay, I'm willing to sweat a lot more for a couple months. Eventually, it's going to be better for me. And there's also so many studies showing that deodorant, like the aluminum in it is linked to breast cancer, which is really scary. So just knowing that I always say no better, do better. So once you learn, try to make better choices because you you can't be to blame and you shouldn't be ashamed for not knowing these things before. Just once you know, try to make better, more conscious choices. That sounds great. And the other devil's advocate question mm-hmm. that I had was regarding these research studies because later on they're like disproven, et cetera, or there's not enough evidence to say that it applies to every single person in every geogra- geographical area. So I was just curious as to like if people would doubt these studies and say, well, no, like the carcinogens in, you know, our bug spray isn't that bad. Like what would you say to them? Whenever people say, oh, it's not that bad or it's just a little bit toxic, to me, that's so interesting because it's like poison. Say someone's poisoning your food. Yeah, they could put a lot of poison in your food, but even if they put a little poison in your food, you're still being poisoned, right? It's like, there's no, it shouldn't be how much am I being poisoned? It should be, I'd rather not be poisoned at all. I think that's a really great way to look at it. I mean, honestly, and I mean, kind of going off of what just was saying, like the research studies. So what was it that like really made you fully like believe in it? Because obviously there are so many varying opinions and and findings on it. So I was a skeptic, like most are. I thought essential oils and non-toxic living was a scam. I also thought it was really weird and hippie-like. And now I'm wearing an essential oil necklace. So I've come a long way. So there is just a ton of research. I mean, yes, you can deny it all day long. But once you really start getting into what the government is kind of hiding from us, and this is a whole nother thing. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy (laughs) theorist, but there's so much that we aren't told, but it's out there. If you just search, you will find articles and articles. What really got me was finding out about children and how the chemicals can like really harm them because they are more sensitive. I actually learned that the scientists in IVF labs aren't allowed to wear 
any perfume or deodorant or anything scented because it can impact embryo development, which at that point, I'm like, if they know that they know, okay, these are toxic, and they can harm an embryo's development. Why are they not telling us that it's harmful to us? You know? Yeah, that actually brings me back to when I listened to a podcast that um, was sent to me about the negative impacts of caffeine and matcha and like even chocolate, like all these things that a lot of people profess are good for us, you know, caffeine or whatever, like studies that Keurig themselves um, fund, etc. In the capitalist world that we live in, mm-hmm. I definitely think there are a lot of business incentives to promoting specific benefits of products that may not be 100% accurate or comprehensive of the truth. So or I do agree. <laughs> or ethical. Um, yeah, so I do, I do see your point there for sure. So going off of that, we talked about essential oils. You said you have your essential oil necklace. Let's talk about the pros and cons of essential oils versus candles. Okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> yes, let's get into it. This is my favorite. It's the hardest for people to hear because like we said, we love candles naturally. They're calming. We think that they're fine for us. But really, whenever I was talking about fragrance earlier, candles are the biggest culprit of this. So candles pretty much are made out of wax and fragrance. So whenever you are burning that fragrance, you are ingesting it, you are inhaling it. And it can cause those things, like I said, like allergies, inflammation, neurotoxicity. It can cause hormone disruption, which is really scary for us as women. These chemicals can eventually prevent us from having children one day is like terrifying. So because essential oils are non-toxic, they're obviously the better alternative to candles. There are sure candles that are a little bit better than others. Like beeswax candles are the best of all candles, but you are still burning them and you are still inhaling the smoke. And I actually read these studies that were saying that burning a candle for a full day, just one candle for one day, is equivalent to the harmful effects of smoking one cigarette. So a lot of people don't know that. We just think, oh, it's good and healthy and fine. But things like, do you ever get headaches whenever you are just sitting at home? You get headaches, you get allergies, and you don't realize what's causing it. And a lot of times they are candles and the products we're using. So do you all know the Whole30? Yes. The Whole30 diet. So basically- Oh, okay, yes. Okay. okay. I was like, wait. (laughs) Yes. So like the Whole30, you remove things from your diet and then you slowly reintroduce them to show your body or for your body to tell you if they're good for you or not. Things that maybe like dairy, you never knew your body reacted negatively to. But now that you're, you took it out for a month and you're adding it back in, you're seeing how harmful it really is. It can cause acne, hives, stomach issues, inflammation, all those things. Same with candles. Try not burning a candle for 30 days and then burn them. Now when I walk past Bath and Body Works, I get an instant headache because of the fragrance and the chemicals in them. And it's so sad, unfortunately, but just knowing your body was not made to have all these chemicals added to it. We were made to just have pure, clean things in our body and for our body. That is so, so interesting and insightful. And I actually do have a question about wax warmers because I have a Scentsy. Mm -hmm. I use that all the time. That's easier to use than candles just because I have to continuously buy candles and it's more sustainable at least to like keep up with the little wax. But what would you say about that? How is that in terms of clean living? (laughs) 
they still are not clean. They still have fragrance in them, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I would say that if somehow someone made beeswax ones, maybe it would be a little safer. I actually haven't done much research on that because you're not burning it. But I don't think they make beeswax scentsies without fragrance. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be fragrance free, which at that point would be pointless to burn them, right? Because that's why you're doing it is for the smell. Mm -hmm. I actually would love to talk a little bit about different essential oils because I think this is a topic that a lot of people think oh okay I'll get rid of candles I'll go to Target or order on Amazon for some essential oils and there is such a difference in the market of Mm. pure essential oils this is going to be mind-blowing and also crazy (laughs) so because the FDA does not regulate essential oils a company can legally put a hundred percent pure essential oils on their bottle When in reality, they are only required for 5% of the bottle to be pure and natural. The rest of it can be fillers and chemicals and synthetic fragrances. Yes, it's so scary. So knowing, I'm just going to throw everyone under the bus. Your Target oils are not clean. Your Amazon oils are not clean. Walmart, definitely not. None of them are. And so you have to find companies that you can trust. For example, Young Living is the world leader in essential oils. Yes, they are more expensive up front, but because they are pure and so concentrated, you are using less drops because they're stronger. They smell stronger. They're pure. Again, with the store-bought essential oils, because they aren't pure, they're having the same negative effects on you as a candle, but probably more because you think they're pure. So maybe you're putting them on your body. Sometimes you're ingesting them. Never ingest store-bought essential oils, please. They have the fragrance. They have the chemicals. They're endocrine disruptors. They're not any better than candles. I just got shivers the entire time you were talking because (laughs) that's terrifying. It really is. And so I'm so sorry to break it to all of you, but it's true. Wow. And I have a ton of like (laughs) Target essential oils. I'm like, this is good for me. But thank you so much for shedding light on that. That's really, really great to know. And I think all of us are going to take a lot from just this episode of you being super transparent about all those things because I had no idea. Yeah. And just give us a couple of your must-haves as far as essential oils you use from Young Living or any other brand. And benefits of certain scents or types of essential oils. Yeah. Okay. So some of my go-tos that I use every day is peppermint. I actually have peppermint in my purse. It's good for nausea and headaches. I also get really bad car sickness. So just smelling that will help calm me and help uh, relieve my nausea. I also love frankincense. So this oil is very grounding and calming. I love to put it on my scalp. It's actually one of the oils from the Bible times. So I like to think about the fact that we have thousands and thousands of species of plants. They aren't there just for us to look at them. So lavender is not only beautiful and smells good, but it has this calming and peaceful effect on our bodies whenever we smell it. Our minds associate it with rest and tranquility. So I love lavender. It's also amazing for hair and skin. So if you want long hair and glowing skin, lavender (laughs) is going to be for you. I honestly use probably 30 different essential oils a day. So I won't get too much into that. But I would just say the basics like lemon, putting that in your water instead of actual lemon 
because it's only made of the peel of the lemon, it won't have the acid. And so it's not bad for your teeth. That sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. I want to do that. Yeah, so bad. thank you so much. Like the lemon thing actually blows my mind because I've been putting lemon into my water and also lavender has been introduced into coffee recently and it tastes yes. amazing. So I've been growing to that scent and that flavor. If you have questions or you feel like I didn't answer something that you would have loved to know, feel free to DM me and I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. Thanks so much, Gabrielle. Y'all should definitely reach out to her, but we're going to end off with endearing awkwardness. We missed this last podcast and we honestly, I'm sorry, guys, we were running overboard with our time. Gabrielle, this is a segment where we share a short, embarrassing story to leave the episode with a good laugh and express that you're not alone if you feel like this awkward every now and then. So you could take it away with your story. Okay. So this is maybe not something that many people can relate to. And it's very embarrassing for me. So I never learned how to ride a bike growing up, which is really sad, especially because I lived in a small town, you would think that I would have learned. So during quarantine last summer, my sweet, sweet father in law bought me a bike. And he was like, you're gonna learn how to ride the bike. And you're gonna love it. Coming back to college station, my husband and I went on a few bike rides and one on our very first one together, I was pulling out of a parking lot on this bike down a little hill. It wasn't a big hill. And there was a car turning into this hill. And so instead of veering on the opposite side of the road from the car, I turned into the car onto the curb, flew off my bike <gasps> and <laughs> busted it. This car didn't stop, just kept driving. Whoa. No, the worst part was that there was this girl sitting right there on a picnic blanket reading. <laughs> And she didn't even bother to come to me to check on me or say anything. So I was so embarrassed. I was crying. I grabbed my bike and I walked it across the street. I realized I didn't have my phone. So no. my husband had to go back all the way to where the accident happened and had to go get my phone in front of the girl who was still sitting there. That was very embarrassing for me. Very traumatizing. Needless to say, I've not gotten on the bike since. I would be I'm terrified if so I were you. So sorry. Yeah, that sounds really scary. Oh. But honestly, I'm a little upset at that girl for not rushing to your side. Because I, I feel too. like, what? Like, who wouldn't do that? But yeah. I feel like she was supposed to be your knight in shining armor. Just yeah, like calling she the just watched the dramatic like race over to you. And she's just sitting there like, I'm into my book more than I am into oh helping others. I'm sorry <laughs> that happened. Maybe in a few years, you'll pick up a bike again. I hope so. <laughs> anyway, okay. So for my story, this is a short and sweet, but nonetheless, extremely embarrassing. And it happened really recently. So we were taking exec photos for our org at the administration building on campus. And I don't know if there's like classrooms in there or if it's just offices. I'm really not sure. But we were taking pictures outside. I had to make a quick top change. So I go to the side of the building. I feel covered. My friend is covering me with her arms <laughs> while I change my bra and change my shirt and try to make it as discreet as possible. And so I think I'm covered on all sides. But little do I know that there is an open window right here, like in no. front of me. And I, I, like, I took off my bra and I didn't really like try to cover myself. And so then all of a sudden I hear banging on the window and this man is like, no, like, what are you doing? 
And I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get arrested for public indecency. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I freaked out. I immediately like just threw on my top, ran away. Like it was, and, and my other friend, she had also changed right before me and she had, you know, done a pant change. So you know how that went. I don't know if it was a classroom. I don't know if it was an office or what it was, but immediately whoever it was inside closed the blinds and they never came outside, but we like got so scared and it was just really embarrassing because whoever it was in there saw everything. My worst nightmare. Yeah, it was it was the most unexpected thing. But yeah, That's just awful. note to self, don't ever do that again. Be sure that you never change in front of a window. I was actually at that shoot and I remember when Emma and this other friend literally came running to us laughing, like beat red. They were like, guys, you will not believe what just happened. We probably are going to get arrested. And I was like, oh my God, of course. Okay, guys, I'm going to end it off with a very short and sweet story. I actually talked about it on my TikTok if y'all want to follow me on there. I was at a McDonald's. It was late night and Emma and I, Emma was there as well. And we were basically just like, I don't know, really craving some late night coffee for our study session. So we're like, I'm so excited. Let's go get some coffee. And so we drive through the drive through and I'm so tired, by the way. And I'm just like, oh, like groggy. And I'm about to order my coffee. So I'm like, hello, like, can I have a car- caramel macchiato? And this guy's like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like, can I have that with almond milk, please? And guys, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I'm really dumb for even thinking that McDonald's would offer something as bougie as like almond <laughs> milk. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not kidding. The drive-thru employee literally go- like starts laughing in the most embarrassing, like awkward manner ever. He's like, huh. <laughs> like that like he's literally like laughing and it just builds and it, I'm not kidding like I'm in this car with Emma and another friend and he literally just laughs for like three minutes straight without stopping not saying anything he's just like <laughs> like that like literally the awkwardest laugh ever and I'm just like um sir are you there like are you just gonna laugh at me and not take your order like I was so confused so embarrassing <laughs> And then this guy's like, uh, no, we don't have almond milk. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. And then we get it. And then my friend, like, she actually wanted to get it on Snapchat. She was like, this is too funny. Like, you need to do it again. So we go to another McDonald's drive through And I ask the same question. And this lady just straight up laughs at me. And then she goes, what's that? Like, literally just like, what's that? I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, this is embarrassing. But at least, like, my friend got the Snapchat out of it. Like, she had people laughing at the Snapchats. Like, an embarrassment. So yeah, something good came out of that. That was a great story. I That was so funny. But that was awesome. We learned so much. Thank you again for coming on and talking to us all about healthy living. Why don't you go ahead and plug your socials? Okay, so my Instagram is Gabrielle Bonner, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-B-O-N-N-E-R. And then I have a second Instagram where I teach all about wellness and non-toxic living. And it's Her Lighthouse. So H-E-R-L-I-G-H-T-H-A-U-S. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Gabrielle. I feel like we learned so much. Please follow her on Instagram, follow along on her journey, and DM us if you have any questions for us. Maybe we'll do like an Instagram story Q&A just with you after this episode. But we have new episodes every Thursday. Follow us on Instagram at Before We Make It. And stay tuned, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.